You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wonderful people. How are we all doing today? I am back for another episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. And today I am going to be talking about why talking is good for your baking business. So this is about communications, one of my favourite topics. And as you can probably guess from this podcast, I love to talk. But before I get into today's episode, I just want to remind you about my Facebook groups I've got. So I've got my Facebook and Instagram page. You can come and follow me for all things social at I Am Baking Boss. So come and give me a follow there. But if you want to get into my Baking Boss Baking Club group, so this is my Facebook group where we share the love of baking, then come and find me. Just type in Baking Boss Baking Club and you'll be able to find me through Facebook search. Or if you are thinking of starting a baking business or have a cafe, or a bakery or a home baking business I have one for baking bosses as well so come and join that group and all the links are in my bios on my website so come and take a look there. Today's episode is about communications it's one of my favourite topics to talk about and I've actually before I even started working in the hospitality industry I was actually in communications for a good 15 years before then so I've done a lot of work on communications and even from what I've learned over the years it's one of the things I think that can really help make your business easier and work better for your business and today I'm actually going to be talking mostly about how to communicate externally so with your customers with the outside world because talking to your staff and talking to your customers are two slightly different approaches if you like so you have to approach them in slightly different ways so today I'm going to be talking more specifically about talking to your customers and how to communicate with everybody else on the outside of your business because I think it's really important to get the communications right in your business and if your zone of genius is baking so if you're coming at this from I love to bake I'm really passionate about baking marketing social media talking with customers I'm just it's also overwhelming and when you've got a queue of people staring at you or they've come to your market stall and they're all there waiting to get your goods it can be very daunting and trust me I have had that fear I remember the first day I opened the cafe and bar I was so terrified of what everybody would say that I hid in the kitchen I was actually quite scared of what people were going to say I was so worried that people weren't going to like what I did. I get it. Today, this is why I want to help you get the confidence you need to talk to people because it's daunting, it's overwhelming. But these are some reasons why. I always took the approach of honesty in business. So I've been very open. And for those of you that have followed my journey through Elsie Mae's Cafe Bar and Bakery, you know that I was quite open and honest with the customers. And when I said, what do you think? How was your food today? Do you enjoy your coffee? I didn't mind getting the honest feedback. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't easy to take the criticism and sometimes you have to take it with a you have to decide whether you're going to use that criticism in your business or whether you're going to go thank you very much but you're probably not the right customer for me and that's a choice you can make. You don't have to take everything that everybody says on board. When you communicate with your customers you're not open with them. You're giving them a certain level of understanding about what's going on. Because what you can see and what your customer can see are two very different things. They're different worlds. So 
you put yourself as a customer. So if you're going into a restaurant and you've asked for a special and it's not on the menu or they've run out in the kitchen and then they have to, they haven't told you that up front. Already you've got a bit on the back foot because you've decided what you want to eat. You've then said, Oh, I want this today. And then they've gone, Oh, sorry, we've run out of that. You get slightly in. Slightly not. I know I do, because once I've got the taste of something, that's it. <laughs> it's game over for me. So it's really thinking about how can you best communicate with your customers so it makes your job better and it builds a better reputation. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with being honest with your customers. I've had incidences, well, not incidences is probably the wrong word, but I've had moments where something's gone wrong. I remember once it was quite late on in the day, I was in a bit of a rush trying to get out the kitchen to serve one of the last customers of the day. And I turned around and the fish finger sandwich I had on the plate as I turned spun straight off the plate and onto the floor. There was absolutely nothing I could do about it. It had gone. And I didn't want to let the rest of the table down because there were three other people that had food that was hot in my arms and there was nothing I could do. So I quite honestly told the customer exactly what I'd done and apologised, offered them a free drink as a kind of compensation and just said, hey, I made a mistake. I've gone and dropped your food. It doesn't happen that often, but sometimes it does. And sometimes you can completely own up to something you're doing with your customers. Actually, they were absolutely fine when I explained the scenario. It was, there's nothing I could have done about it. It it, it happened. So it's either then I make the whole table wait or I serve them and carry on remaking the food that I'd already dropped in that sense. So, and I gave the customer the choice. Do you want me to wait and do the whole table again? Or would you like this? And they decided that the rest of the table could eat. So sometimes it is about just being honest when things don't go right or when something goes wrong or if you misread an order on the order when the orders come through from the kitchen or you've misread someone's handwriting or you've served a coffee which is incorrect I mean it happens you are human sometimes when you're in the hospitality environment things are going so fast paced that if you've not written something down or you've written it down and you can't read it back you will absolutely make mistakes When you're first starting out in business as well, it's okay to say, hey, look, we're new. We're still getting used to everything. Not everything's working and we're still finding our feet. But it's talking to the customer and letting them know. Some people might not be understanding, but if you're being upfront and telling them exactly what's going on, where your business is at, what you're trying out, what's not working, ask for feedback. Really build that rapport with people because If you start to involve people, they will feel much more supportive of you. You will kind of build a little bit of a bond. And that is, I think, one of the things that really helped my business was some of the regular customers that would come in. We'd have quite honest conversations like, what did you think of us gone of the week? "Mm, I preferred last week's one. It's your opinion. That's absolutely fine. What did you like about last week's compared to this week? You can actually dive in and find out a little bit more. And it can then actually be very useful for your business because you've had that conversation. They would still come in next week and try the next one. But again, you're having those open communications. Another really great example of when something doesn't go right and actually why it's good to tell the customers was when one of my fridges broke. If you've got fridges in your business and you've got equipment that sometimes does not work it is very frustrating from a business owner's point of view when it doesn't work you feel like the world is absolutely going to end I had a whole fridge of sourdough so the sourdough had been in there for a couple of days so it was the fridge was just basically it started overheating and it was instead of at the three degrees it was sitting at it was at 15 
and I almost lost the entire batch. And I just put a note out on social media. We put a note out on the shelves, just let our customers know as soon as they came in the door, because that was all we could do. So we tried to communicate what had happened and explained, hey, our fridge has had a meltdown, quite literally, overnight. You can't get your bread today, but you know what? Reserve a loaf for tomorrow and you can come back then or whenever that might be. So again, it's about trying to be as open and honest about what's going on in your business when things go right and things go wrong because you build support and you build understanding. And when people have understanding, they have a bit more compassion for you and they also are able to understand what's going on with you. They feel involved. They feel like they can support you. And it really does make a difference. I think it can be very easy not to manage people's expectations and mostly as bakers and as cafe or food owners we come at it from a place of loving what we do so we love to bake it's something that's ingrained in us we love food and we want to make sure everybody goes away happy that is our pure aim so if someone comes in for a coffee or comes in for a cake comes in for brunch we want them to go away feeling satisfied about their experience sometimes it's that communication and that friendly front of house team that really makes that difference for people by having that welcoming hello how are you are you having a good day if you've got regular customers get to then know them a little bit we know with certainly with our dogs we used to talk a lot to the dogs believe it or not often we'll know the dogs names before we knew the owners but by having that rapport with the customer, with their what's going on in their life, it meant you built that relationship that means they would come back time and time again. Sometimes with customers, it can be tricky to know how to manage their expectations. Sometimes you'll get people that expert, expect a certain level of service or expect a certain experience, and that might not be what you provide them. Or you'll get customers that will expect more for what they're getting. So we used to have this quite a lot with afternoon teas, afternoon high teas. So we'd serve the sandwiches, scones, cakes, and they take a they take a lot of effort to make. And we like to make them really pretty and we love everyone to have a great experience. And you get a cup of tea or coffee or a pot of tea or coffee and you kind of get the free refills. And then you get soft drinks as well. Sometimes you can get customers that are actually quite demanding on your time and on your energy that expect so much more than you would normally deliver. You've got to decide what your boundaries are as a business. So what are you willing to do and what you're not willing to do, particularly with the afternoon teas? To make all the little cakes, all the scones and everything like that, we did have to do them in advance. So we'd make sure we get the order in advance. We'd ask the customer exactly how many they were having, were there any dietary requirements, were there any particular dislikes. We would actually in the end had set sandwiches of what we would exactly serve. And we'd communicate this to the customer because often what would happen is they would come in and go, oh, by the way, one of our parties gluten-free. And we're like, we don't have a gluten-free one available because we've made this specific spokely and it's not something we can just throw together at last minute because it takes time and we wanted it to be a really special event so we'd definitely communicate that with the customer more than once so it's okay to let them know several times about their booking it's okay to tell them right just to confirm this is the afternoon tea you're coming in at this time and this is what you're having please let me know if anything's different so when they do turn up and ask for something that they haven't discussed with you, you're absolutely in your right to say no. They might not be very happy about it. And obviously, you're as a business owner that you want someone to go away happy, you'll do your best to accommodate it. But you don't have to because you've had those conversations. 
We also used to have one particularly around bookings and particularly like many people experienced after COVID or during the pandemic. People would not turn up for their bookings. We started actually taking deposits on something like an afternoon tea because people then go, oh, four people aren't turning up. Like we've got four afternoon teas that were £17 a head sitting out there that I now can't sell because I have I have to waste it effectively, which made my staff very happy. But for me, that was a loss. So we used to take deposits on booking and say, well, you can't have the deposit back because you haven't phoned up in advance. If you'd phoned up 24 hours previous and told us, we could have managed that. We could have then reduced what we were baking that morning or changed round our orders. But we've prepared these in advance to make sure they are ready for you to get the best experience. And particularly with bookings, if someone doesn't turn up within 15 minutes, you're absolutely well within their right to let the table go. And this has been very common in certainly in the cafe culture recently and restaurant bookings where there have just been a lot of no-shows with no communications. But again, when someone books, ask for that phone number, confirm it with them several times. And a lot of of these systems like Open Table now, they also remind their customers 24 hours before and then ask, do you still want this table? Do you want to cancel? So then you can give the table away so you're not losing out on that table that you've held for someone, particularly on busy days like Saturdays when I was always fully booked on a Saturday from start until finish usually. So having someone that did not take a table and didn't turn up that had booked was really frustrating for other customers as well as my staff. So we got quite strict on those rules and it might seem harsh from an outside view or from a business owner view. You hate turning people away. But equally, I had people that were 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour late sometimes. Part of the party would turn up and then the rest wouldn't turn up. And you would get to a point where you say, we're going to have to serve you now. If your friends turn up, we'll serve them when they come along. But we're going to have to let your table go. Otherwise, it's just not fair on the rest of the people in the building. And that is okay for you to manage those expectations. Just talk to the customers, find out what's going on, tell them your position and why you are doing something, why this decision is there. Also, by setting the boundaries. Now, I've talked about this on my podcast before, but why setting boundaries is important for your communication. So I'm talking a bit about how you can talk to your customers and make sure that they're really understanding what's going on in your business. But you need to know what those boundaries are because and communicate that with everybody in your business. So that's also important. So if you've got boundaries in your business and you have certain rules and you have certain things that you want to make sure that your customers don't step over, like if they're requesting off menu items or if there is a particular product they come in and order especially we had someone that used to come in order one particular loaf that we did not actually serve so we had to make it specifically which was fine on quiet days on busy days it was another task to do so it'd be really clear exactly what the boundary was you can have this loaf but we can't do it at the weekends or we just can't do that loaf we can do you this version of a loaf which is similar but we can't do that one so sometimes if it's about thinking about what people are ordering off menu that or slightly different to the menu have a real clear idea of what those boundaries are so what can you do and what can't you do so that when you speak to the customer you are really clear on that and you don't have to be harsh about it it can be look I'm really sorry we would love to be able to help you but we just don't have the capacity or the time in the kitchen at the moment with a room full of people and you can be like really sympathetic you can maybe offer them an alternative suggestion You can also tell them we could do that, but it's going to be a half hour wait. So you can either have what's on the menu or you can wait half an hour. 
Or the other option is, is to be completely upfront from the from the very beginning and say that on your menu, and I've been to places that have this, we cannot do alternatives to what's on the menu. They've actually put on the menu, we cannot do alternatives to on the menu. Again, there is nothing wrong with setting those rules. You have to manage what you can do for your business and what's best for you. And just be clear with the customer on that. The last thing I'm going to touch on in today's podcast about why talking is good for your baking business. So this is talking about how you sell your business. You are, in essence, as a food cafe, baking business owner, whatever it is you do, you are trying to sell something. You have to reach those customers, those people that are likely to be your customers and the general public is not that. You have to be really clear on the people that are likely to buy from you. If you try to market to everybody, you will market to no one because you're talking to the wide world and we all like different things. So really think about who your customers are. If you've got a market store or you've got a cafe or you've got a bakery, really understand who those people are. Get that kind of ideal person in your head. How do you need to communicate with them? Where do they hang out? Is it social media? Do they get emails? Is it listening to the local radio? Have a real think about where you can communicate to them. You're not going to reach everybody. It's the nature of the business. I was in my cafe bar in my local town for five years and I still had people at the end telling me I didn't know you were there and I live in the town. You know, sometimes you're just not going to reach all of the people and they're probably not my customer. Think about where your ideal customer might be. So what do they like? What do they enjoy doing? I have a really clear picture and I had a very clear idea of who those people were that were going to come into my business. So come into my cafe, bar and bakery and buy from me. One of the first things I did when I was setting up my business, get that ideal person into my head. And then I thought, right, well, where do they, where do they hang out online? Where do they listen to? What do they do? What do they enjoy? And I just kept sharing on social media I was a bit sporadic with emails, but I would highly recommend you think about an email list because it's really, really important. I kind of got those little touch points, putting stuff up in my cafe. I'd have things everywhere. It's about being repetitive. You might be bored of saying, oh, I've said it so many times. I can absolutely guarantee you that the customer will not necessarily have seen it. And if they are a big supporter of you, which undoubtedly if you built all that that rapport with them by talking to them and communicating with them they're not going to care if you told them five times i don't think the supermarkets around the corner for me care that they've got christmas stuff up already and it's september they will do that every year because that's how they communicate hey christmas coming up you better start thinking about that and buying from us i'm still going to shop there i might not think actually i don't want to i don't want to get ready for christmas yet even though as a business i would be thinking yeah i've got to get ready for christmas now as a customer that's how many times I'm going to see that. They're going to start talking about Christmas pretty much from now on. And it will take me that long to really get involved, but I'm still going to shop there. People aren't going to stop buying from you if you've told them about something so many times. And if they unsubscribe or they unfollow or they stop coming in, they're not your ideal customer, but you cannot sell to them enough times. (laughs) You, You don't get annoyed every time you see an advert on the telly for something that you buy. Think about that. I really want you to think about how many times you can really share what you're selling, share what you're doing. Where are those customers likely to read? What are they likely to see? Where are they likely to go? Maybe it's a poster. Maybe it's a 
you know, a local leaflet drop. Maybe it's actually just thinking about another business you could collaborate with that have got similar customers. Talking touch points, all of those little areas where you can talk online and offline will really, really help your business. You don't have to necessarily talk about selling something. You could maybe speak to a local radio and say, would you like a baking segment? I'll come on and share my top tips for bread making. And that will get your name out and people go, hey, I like that person. I want to go and buy from them. And that's a great example of how you can really just build that rapport with people. So that's today's episode about why talking is good for your business. And I could I could literally quite ramble on for ages about communication. So really be comfortable with being human, making mistakes, but talk to the customers, get a feel for what they want, what they like, be upfront with them, share what's going on, be clear on what your boundaries are and how you can manage those expectations and also think about who that customer is so you can talk to them in the right way using the right format in the right place. I hope you've got a few useful nuggets from today's episode. I always love to hear what you think of these episodes. So do drop me an email at naomi at bakingboss.net. You can also get in touch with me if you want a hand with sorting out communications or marketing or whatever that might be. This is my area of, I love I love doing marketing. It's one of my favorite things to do. I've been working in social media since before pages existed in Facebook. So I've been doing it for a long time and I've really got to the nitty gritty of how you can really sell your products through the channels. So if you need a hand with your communications and you want to get better at your marketing strategy, then I offer one-to-one strategy sessions with people so that if you want to get that strategy in place, I will absolutely help you do that because it's so essential for your business and we can help get those communications, all of that key messaging that will really help your business in place. So thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. If you need anything, get in touch with Naomi at bakingboss.net and I will see you next week for another episode. As ever, happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.